How do you maneuver through transition? How do you go from one stage to another? How do you journey through paths that you've never walked before? How do you go through situations that you've never experienced before? What is the one thing that you can hold on to in times like this? And everything, in in one way or another, it has brought me back to the same thing. And I don't know about you all, but I don't know how people maneuver through transition without having the Lord in their lives. I just don't know. I don't know how you go through that kind of turmoil and those kind of life changes without having a foundation, without being secure. How do you go through it? And so what the Lord has brought me back to is Psalm 66. So if you have your Bibles, you don't have to stand today. If you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Psalm 66 or you can look up at the screen. Psalm 66, and we're going to only look at five verses We're going to look at chapter 60 or division of 66, verses 8 through 12. And the psalmist writes, Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. For you, oh God, have tested us. You have refined us. As silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire. And through the water. But you. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I'd like to talk in the next few minutes on the subject A good work in progress. A good work in progress. This is the last Sunday of 2019. We're entering into a new year in just a matter of days. We're transitioning from one point to another. I could be talking to some people who are going through some life transitions. It's traumatic when you have to move from one place to another housing It it, it is traumatic when you have to move from one job to another. It's traumatic when you have to move from one life situation to another. But make no mistake, the thing that God keeps bringing us back to is in the midst of transition, there's a good work in progress. Don't forget about the good work that He has started in you that He will complete up until the day of Christ Jesus, he, he, he has formed you. He has shaped you. He has caused you to be in, in this position for Him to do a good work. It is almost like the children of Israel who are in bondage for 400 years. And then they are released from bondage. It is only an 11 day journey from where they are in bondage to the promised land. But they take 40 years. To make that journey, and every step of the way, they could ask themselves, God, what are you doing? And God can respond by saying, I'm doing a good work in you. I could be talking to somebody right today who who is trying to figure out, what is God doing in my life? Why is God allowing this to happen in my life? What What is God's purpose and plan for this season of my life? What What should I focus on? How should I I I, I, I operate in times of transition? And it, it goes back to this one foundation that He's doing a good work in you. 
I'd like to talk about three things real quickly and then I'll be done. This good work in you is for Him to remind you, number one, that He is your defender. Many women, I believe that God is continually trying from the point in which we decide to give Him praise and decide to give Him worship, from the point in which we are saved, from the point in which we come to an acknowledgement of the Lord Jesus Christ, He is teaching us how to praise and worship Him. He defends us. He is God our defender. And look at verses 8 and 9. Oh, bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of His praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. Look at the passage. If you were to read all of Psalm 66 and start in the, in, in the beginning of it, you would know that it's a Psalm of David. And you would know that he exhorts the people to praise. You would know that it starts out with making a joyful shout unto the Lord all the earth and sing of His honor, of His name. Make His praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are Your works through the greatness of Your power. Your enemies shall submit themselves to You. All the earth shall worship You and sing praises to You. And they shall sing praises to Your name. Selah. When you are going through transition, sometimes the enemy wants to take away your praise. Sometimes he wants to take away your focus on how great God is. Praising God for what He has done, what He is doing, and what He will do. Never doubt in darkness what you know is true in the light. He is still God. He is still sitting on the throne. He is still my defender. He still created me for purpose and He has a plan for me. He still knows that plan that He has for my life. God is God all by Himself. And His being God is not held captive by my circumstance. He says, oh bless our God. At first He says, That it is our God. He is talking to the Hebrew people. He is talking to the children of Israel. He is our God. We know Him intimately. We know Him from the beginning to the end. We know Him as a deliverer. We know who He is. We know what He has done. We know how He has parted the Red Sea. We know all about Him. But not only that. It says, bless the God. Bless Our God. And then he says, all you peoples. So it is our praise, our worship, that is to provoke everybody else to worship him. Listen, I remember being at at VACA Youth Detention for Boys. And we had been there. And and, and some of the workers, we'd go week after week for our follow-ups. And some of the workers were getting discouraged because the boys weren't singing the songs. The boys weren't participating in the praise. And if you ever go and, and, and are involved in, in the Department of Youth Services, you can't force the boys to do anything. You can't force them to participate. You can't force them to talk. You can't for, All they do is come, and that's it. And so the workers were complaining. The workers were getting grumbling. And they said, Pastor Mike, can you close us in prayer? I said, well, I'll close you in prayer, but, but I'm going to give you a word before I close. I said, you forgot why we're here. 
You're waiting for the boys to praise Him. We're supposed to bring the praise. You're waiting for the boys to participate. It doesn't matter about them. We're to participate. It doesn't matter who else is here as long as we're here. So I challenge you next time we come to come at least 30 to 40 minutes early and we put a hand on every chair that they're going to sit on and pray for them. And every song that is sung, we sing to the tops of our voices. We give Him praise. And maybe if we're full, we'll spill over onto them. And I, I, I just want us to go into the new year about worried about our praise and not everybody else's. Worried about our song and not everybody else's. Because see, He is our defender. He is worthy of our praise. Look at this. He says He makes the voice of His praise to be what? Heard. And I'm not throwing stones at anybody. I'm just saying this is what the Bible says. If you want to praise God, yeah, you can praise Him in your heart, but please open your mouth. You can praise Him in your heart. But please open your mouth because out of the well of a man's heart, the mouth. Open your mouth. His praise is to be heard because he's worthy. Look at what it says next. It says the voice of his praise is to be heard. Who keeps our soul among the living. We could stop right there, but there are two uh, uh, thoughts that go together. He keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. He keeps us alive, but He also keeps us standing. Think about that. Hey, I asked Brother Curry when we were in the office to pray today because I wanted him to pray because he is our elder statesman. He is a patriarch of this church. He is a pillar of this church. He has been a deacon uh, longer than a lot of us have been alive. But what he does every single year when he prays on the last Sunday of the year is he praises God for bringing us from the first Sunday of that particular year all the way around till the last Sunday. Because a lot of folk ain't seen the last Sunday. But we have. He keeps us in the land of the living and He keeps us standing. He keeps our feet that are not... Isn't that enough to give Him praise? We can praise everybody else. We, you, you didn't have to bribe and coerce the Clemson fans to give Him praise last night. It was just the result of that last touchdown. Point number two, not only is he our defender, but look at the text. He's our developer. Now, I hope I don't lose you here because this is the blessing of transition. We have got to get, first of all, the fact that he defends us and that we are stable and our feet aren't going to be moved. But here's what he is doing. Some of us are going through some hardship right now. Some of us are going through some difficulty right now. And we've listened to so much uh, other theology that says that something's wrong with us if we're experiencing hardship. Something's wrong with us if we're experiencing difficulty. Something's wrong with us if we're not being blessed. Something's wrong with us if there's no increase. Something's wrong with us if all of that stuff ain't happening. And I'm telling you, normal Christianity is that it's never comfortable... When God is developing you. 
If God wants to do something in your life, He's going to shape you. He's going to mold you. It's going to be uncomfortable. He, 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 he's going to do all these things. Look at what the text says. It says, you, oh God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us up into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and we went through the water. Listen, see the operative word? I don't know if, I, if it showed up up there, but I purposely put you in bold. Is it? Is Satan the one that's doing that? Is the devil doing it? Says you. You, oh God. You've tested us. You've refined us. You brought us and caught us in a net. You laid affliction on our heads. You caused men to ride over us, trample over us. We went through the fire and we went through the water. Folks don't like that kind of theology. But listen, God will develop you more by hurting you than He will by blessing you. And sometimes the blessing is in the hurt. Well, what's God doing? Uh, uh, You know what God's doing? In my life, when He has hurt me, when there's transition, when there's difficulty... He is squeezing all the fake out of me. Yeah, you, you stood up at, at, at funerals and you talked about how God is a comforter. And you talked about how it's going to be all right. And you talked about how God's plan will never be thwarted. You talk about how God's spirit will encompass you. Yeah, stand over your, your brother's casket. And see if you can say the same thing. Squeeze the fake out of you. You told people not to grieve the way the world grieves as if having no hope. What you going to do? What you going to do? You said, I will worship you. I will preach. If there's five or five hundred, five or five thousand, I'm going to see. You're still going to give him praise. I'm going to see what your praise looks like when all your needs aren't being met. That's right. Look what it says. We tested us. Some of us are being tested right now. It ain't nothing but a test. That's right. Lord says, I want to see. Joe got tested. I want to see. I want to see how you praise when stuff gets taken away. Notice what it says. And I'm going to come back to this. You've refined us as silver is refined. Notice what it says. You, you, you brought us into a net. Uh, one commentator says it, it, he's talking about a, 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 a people who are agrarian. They, they know how to farm, but they also know how to fish. And when fish are caught into a net, they can't go anywhere. Some of you are angry at God right now because you're in a holding pattern. God ain't caused you to land yet. You know why God has you in a holding pattern? Because it ain't safe to land. You caught in a net. And you, you cursing the net. You upset about the net. You, you wish the net doesn't exist. You rebuking the net in the name of Jesus. 
You, 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 you're calling those things that aren't as if they were net. You don't exist. You know, I got my breakthrough from this net. And, all this. and the Lord's the one that got you in the net. You find yourself fighting against Him. Notice what it says. You laid affliction on our backs. Some of you are like, Lord, if you love me, you won't hurt me like this. The Lord says, I love you and I got to hurt you. Do you know in order to have surgery, they got to cut you first? And it's going to be blood. You see, this breakthrough is not going to be painless. Not only that, but he says this, I've caused men to ride over our heads. It, you, you may even think that the enemy is winning. You may think that you are defeated and God says, I am just developing you. How are you going to tell anybody anything if you ain't been through nothing? Notice what he says. I've been through the fire. You don't turn the heat up on me, God. And I've been through the water. It feels like I'm drowning. The Lord says, I got you. I got you. You see up in the text in verse 10 where it says, you have refined us as silver is refined. Silver, you take some, 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 some uh, elements deep into the earth. You pull it out. And what people do is they put that element in the fire. They pull it out of the fire and they get a scrub brush and start scrubbing. They put it back in the fire. They take it out and they start scrubbing. Until you start seeing the silver. You put it in the fire, you heat it up. You refine it as silver is refined. You pull it out and you scrub it. You put it in the fire. You pull it out and you scrub it. And the question is, how do you know when the silver is ready? The refiner stops when he can see his own reflection. Some of you you, you, you're in the fire right now. And then you, you feel like you're being scrubbed raw. God's taking all that sin and unrighteousness, bad attitudes, selfishness, pride, all the ugliness in your spirit and in your life. He said, no, he ain't ready yet. Put him in the fire and pull him out. Scrub a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I, I see myself. Yeah. So, men and women, he's not only your defender, but he is your developer, and he is committed to your development. He's committed to it. He wants you to be better than you want to be. He wants you to be ready to minister to other folk. He wants you to know that it is Him in your life so that you can tell other folk, look what God did in me. Let me tell you what I used to be. Let me tell you how I used to operate. 
Let me tell you how, how I used to think and how I used to feel and what I used to do. And God just scrubbed all this stuff off of me. He's our defender. He is our developer. But finally, He's also our deliverer. Look at verse 12. But you. Now, if I was a good preacher that could who? We'd butt you all the way through. But you, oh God, are a deliverer. But you. I, I, I found myself drowning, but you. I found myself in the fire, but you. I found myself tested, but you. I found folks riding over my back, but you. I felt folks just riding over me like they had won, but you. I felt myself go through the fire, but you. I felt myself go through the water, almost drown, but you. I felt myself going bankrupt, but you. I felt like I was going to lose my ever-loving mind, but you, oh God. But you. But you. It says, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. Listen, you can't get to the deliverance. Until you go through the development. Some of us want to skip the development all the way to the deliverance. But you can't do it. Let me close with this. Many of us look at scripture and sometimes we miss Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? We miss Jesus. All these verses are, are the reality of what Jesus is doing in your life right now. He is your defender. That's the point of your salvation. That's, that, that, that's what we call justification. That is when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. He wipes away everything. It just feels like you're already in heaven. When I got saved, I didn't even need the ground to walk on. I was so happy. I didn't even know that you could speak in tongues. I just, I just... Was, was just talking to everybody about Jesus and, and people just thought I was just blabbering about you. I went to every prayer meeting you could go to, every Bible study you could go. I didn't even need the ground to walk on. I was so happy because I found out he was my dear. You didn't have to tell me to praise. I wanted to praise and worship. I didn't even know the songs. I'm just singing them. You know, I mean, it was old church. I was singing hymns, getting happy over hymns. And then there was a point at which I realized that I was still sinful. My attitudes were wrong. I was questioning whether or not I was even saved. Habit patterns started coming back. Stuff got. And you know what a good daddy does to a disobedient child? Ta da 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 da. I didn't say anything. All I said was ta da 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 da. And that's what God started doing to me. And I thought it was something wrong with me. Because God was doing that to me. But all He was doing was developing me. And continually, we call that sanctification. We say that God is working in my life, teaching me to obey. Teaching me to say no to ungodly things. 
teaching me to walk with him, teaching me how to pray, teaching me how to to forgive. He is just teaching me and training me, but he had to whoop me in order to do it. And then there are times when I get the message and I experience his deliverance and his defending and I praise him more. And then he he uncovers another layer in my life. And he says, I got, I, I, like my daddy used to say, well, come on in the room. We need to talk. And I knew what that meant. So men and women, I don't know what transition you're going through. I don't know what, what sin there is that's in your life. I don't know what habits you're struggling with. I don't know if you're upset about a life experience. I don't know if somebody, if you're grieving the loss of something. I don't know if it, but what I'm telling you is God's job description for you and your life has not changed. He is your defender. He is your developer. He is your deliverer. You've got to keep coming back to Jesus. You've got to keep coming back. That's why the Hebrew writer put it this way. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so in easily entangles us and run with endurance the race that God has set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And God says, I'm going to teach you to stop looking at all that other stuff. I'm going to teach you to look at me. I'm going to teach you to walk with me. And even in this church, y'all, I'm so excited about 2020 and what he is doing in my life. And like I said, five or five hundred, it's going to be on like beans and rice. Because I'm trusting God for some things. I'm trusting God for this ministry. I'm trusting God. And listen, I told the men in the church today that, that don't be, 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 be discouraged and don't be, be, uh, give up and, 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 and grow faint in well doing. Because in due time, God will, will, will cause us to reap if we don't faint. And, and there's this sense in which God has placed in my heart a picture of Gideon. Whose army had to be whittled down. In order to be able to do what God wanted it to do. The children of Israel to do. So you've got to be like the sons of Issachar. And I've got to be like the sons of Issachar. I've got to understand the times in which we live. Don't limp into 2020. Mm-mm. Know what God's doing. He's either got you in a season where you are appreciating your justification and your high praise and worship. You're, 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 just, you're learning how to open up your mouth and you're learning how to give Him praise. Or you're in a time of development. A season of development. And it feels like all hell is breaking loose. Or you're coming out of that season and you've experienced His deliverance. And His deliverance, theologically... Is glorification. I love that song. When we all get to heaven. When we all get to heaven. But until we get there. He's committed to our development. Let's pray.